What's going on, good people? Rich here, co-host of the Culture Garden Podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, just want to take some time to acknowledge on behalf of the Culture Garden, the passing of the incredible, the iconic, the legendary Richard Roundtree. Um, We recorded this episode on Tuesday, Tuesday evening, um, and actually made a mention of Shaft. Um, You'll hear it in the episode. Random really had nothing to do with all about the Benjamins. But made a mention of Shaft, and then by the time we ended recording, we got the unfortunate news that um, Richard Roundtree had transitioned. And um, like I said, the irony that we even talked about Shaft in this episode, it's just one of those odd, eerie moments um, of getting that news. And Richard Roundtree has been in our lives since we were born. Once again, an icon, a legend. I know we'll say more myself, school, Rachel. Um, on our next episode, or at least within the next couple of weeks when we all get together. Um, but yeah, just wanted to make sure we mentioned that. Um, obviously, we we it wasn't anything bad about Shaft, but the fact that we mentioned Shaft and didn't mention Richard Roundtree passing, that's the reason why. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Once again, love, prayers, condolences to um, Brother Roundtree's family, loved ones, um, and friends. And without further ado, we'll get into the episode. So why did he need a uh, black director? Could a white director not have? It's not color. It's culture. Explain the difference, because I think we're, we're Steven in space Spielberg right did Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese did Goodfellas, right? Steven Spielberg could direct Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese probably could have done a good job with Schindler's List, but they're cultural. I know, you know, we all know what it is when a hot comb hits your hair on a Sunday morning, what it smells like. That's a cultural difference, not just a color difference. So it's a culture. What's going on, good people? Rich here. School in the building. What's happening? Hey, everybody. (laughs) It's your girl, Ray P. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of the Culture Garden Podcast. What's up, fellas? What's happening? Slow motion this way. You know what it is, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you, as always. We'll never get tired of saying that. We'll never not acknowledge everyone who takes the time out of their day to listen, time out of your week. We appreciate everything, all the feedback, all the love. Uh, Speaking of feedback, we did want to shout out AJ. Um, Yeah, AJ, I'm not going to say your full government name, but... um, You know, I you, I don't know how you stumbled into the podcast, but you were definitely one of our most interactive culture guard and family members. Uh, we always see everything that you say about our episodes, whether you agree or disagree. Uh, we love the disagreement because that's what this whole thing is built for. Um, dialogue. We appre- yeah, dialogue, honestly. And, yep. and, and looking at these films that we've seen countless of times from a different angle. Um, that's what I that's part of the fun for me um, when we get to discuss these. So just thank you and thank everybody else who takes time to not just listen, but also interact. Because we always love to talk back and we always love to just um, get to know y'all a little bit better. So thank for you for sure. that. Um, like I said, thank you for another week. We are here again. School, you had this past Tuesday another episode of School's Guilty Pleasure. Yeah, third, um, yeah, third. Glitter. We're not going to talk about it here. You chose glitter. I, I said on Instagram, school is the only person in the world that would choose glitter and actually get 45 minutes out of it. Yep. So shout out to you for that. Ray P, 
Yo. Got y'all almost back, man. I'm sorry. We got y'all almost back. We yeah. got y'all could have been back a little bit for like some little teasers, but in the lowest of keys, y'all, I've been bullshitting. So. It'd be like that, man. We all, we got, we still have normal, regular lives and jobs and bills and mortgages and rent and everything else to pay. Uh, but I'm excited for We Got Y'all. Obviously excited for Rachel's um, impeccable television mind uh, to talk about rap shit. It's coming here soon. So we are going to build on that and keep going. Um, also want to shout out to another week in the books. Shout out to Mo and Spike over there. Um, I want to give them a special shout out because they they made space for Ray P. You know, the, the, the whole podcast premise is conversations, um, elevated conversations amongst black men. Um, and they made space for Ray P to be a guest and have great conversation. We're getting great feedback. Uh, Mo and Spike have been sending me text messages, comments, and things that I forwarded on to Rachel. Um, and that was exciting for me personally. Y'all know how much I love Rachel. It was exciting for me to see her record with somebody outside of the Culture Garden bubble, yeah. outside of the We Got Y'all bubble, um, and really show a different audience exactly who she is and what she's about. So um, okay. I was just... <laughs> I was there just like, a, you know, just proud, proud friend, like for real, a proud friend just to see you do your thing. And um, like I said, shout out to Mo and Spike, because it's not once you get in the rhythm with something, it's not easy to just let somebody in your space. So for yeah, them to let both right. of us on there, you know, a two man show and we double that size and still have a good conversation flowing. Um, I want to show them some love and thank them for that. Also, yeah. my good earned brothers talking about Sopranos. Absolutely. Thanks, fellas. I had a blast. For real, for real. I can't wait to do it again. Thank y'all. Yeah. I really appreciate it. It was fun and exciting. Shout yeah. out to your audience for being receptive um, to us. Because yeah, Ray P was Ray P. <laughs> yeah, that's, all, that's all she know how to be. She was She was Ray P. For sure. Yeah, I'm about to check it out. Uh, I'm about to get on there and see what's popping, man. You already know. <laughs> Hey, most said it, man. Most say he's a fan. He's trying to trying to get a big collab going. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll we'll it figure out. it out. Yeah, absolutely, man. But it's exciting to see where this thing is going and how it's growing. Uh, but before we move into today's episode, please just remember to like, subscribe, share, leave a comment, anything you can, just to get the word out. Um, you know, get get a get more conversation around these movies and what we're doing because, like I said, the bigger this audience grows, um, the more combos we can have, which which is what we love to do. Before we get into today's episode, there will be spoilers and explicit content. And as you can see, today's film is all about the Benjamins. Yeah, boy. This was my week to pick. Mm-hmm. Why this movie? All right. So technically, it's school's movie in a sense, because a couple of weeks ago, we were floating out some ideas about what to do. I think we all had a schedule. It was a weird schedule week. Um and we had a couple of ideas floated, and school was the one that said all about the Benjamins. Yeah. I originally had three other films that I was going to pick. One of them was this movie called JD's Revenge. <laughs> if you know what that movie is, shout out to you. It's a black exploitation <laughs> film, Glenn Thurman, Lou Gossett. Um, I told school in passing that that was going to be my choice because it was a horror, it's a horror film. And it's black exploitation. Tell us for school in passing. School got finished watching the new Shaft and ended up watching JD's Revenge and texting me ASAP and saying, hey, nigga, pick another movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which school never, Thanks, listen, school. School, school just, listen, here's the thing. School just picked Glitter to talk about on his podcast. 
So that lets you know what kind of area. School never tells me like, nah, I don't do that. So but he texts me ASAP, like nigga, if you don't pick another movie. Yeah. And 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 side note, it worked out. It just so happened to really work out that way. Like we were texting, and I was watching the new shafts. And literally, when the movie was over, you know, it recommends something else. JD's yes. Revenge was the movie that it recommended. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna watch it. I turn that shit on. I, bro, I don't even know what to say about that movie, man. It had a couple scenes <laughs> in it, but I had to write that nigga like, yo, pick pick another movie. Clifton Power Voice, nigga. Yeah, that Clifton is Power hilarious. <laughs> um, we keep saying the new Shaft like that shit ain't come out in 2019. Um, there is no, just in case anybody's out there wondering, oh, like, yeah. damn, Shaft dropped again? Like, nah, nah, we, this, nah, this is the one that came out four years ago. Yeah. Um, the second movie I was going to pick was Vampire in Brooklyn. Once again, mm-hmm. sticking to that Halloween theme. And I started watching it. I got about 45 minutes in. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about this. <laughs> and then lastly was a movie I haven't seen in about 20 years. Mm-hmm. The Good Son. Y'all remember The Good Son? What? Hell yeah. yeah. Macaulay yeah. Culkin was great in that movie. Yeah, I was gonna pick that, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not really trying to step outside the culture or anything like that, not at the moment." Yeah. So here we are. I just took a school's original idea and went with all about the Benjamins. Okay. So synopsis of this film, and I love all about the Benjamins. By the way, we'll talk about Mike Epps and Ice Cube um, here okay. in a second. Synopsis of this film: Bounty hunter Bookham chases bail jumper Reggie, who runs right into the scene of a diamond heist and murder, and gets shot at as well. Later, they become partners in their pursuit of the $20 million in diamonds and lottery ticket. Their women join in on the action. As far as the stats go, it was released March 8, 2002, directed by Kevin Bray, which I just want to shout out Kevin Bray if you want to talk about paying your dues. So he started out as the video music director from 1988 to 2002. Like All he did was direct videos. Big names, too. Anita Baker, I mean, big names. I did a lot of videos for Whitney Houston, like a lot. So, uh, side note, I think we kind of had this conversation when we talked about Cube on next Friday, but that's mm-hmm. his, like formula for success is music directors. Like, he, mm. I mean, it's smart if you think about it. Shit, you know, it ain't going to, the budget is going to be right. Shit. Yeah, no, nah, that's a good pool because this was his first, this was his first film school. That's a great pool. We definitely talked about that on next Friday. And I think Barbershop, because whoever directed yep. Barbershop was the first. He came from music videos, yep. and that might have been his first film. So that is a cube thing. Um, and really, the only other movie you would know from him is Walking Tall, okay. um, starring The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, he has directed a lot of great television, so bear with me. I want to shout out some of the shows he's directed. Okay. Um, he, he's directed an episode of The Bernie Mac Show, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, 12 episodes of Suits. Suits is having its resurgence right now because of netflix hey two, ep- two episodes of empire i'm not a fan but it's the culture one episode of grownish eight episodes of blackish an episode of the morning show ray p i know you're watching that great television show an episode of snowfall two episodes of succession succession he's uh directed an episode of rap shit shout out to we got y'all seven episodes of insecure once again shout out to we got y'all and three episodes of the game okay. so that all of this post all about the Benjamins then. All of this post all about yep. the Benjamins. He okay. did all about the Benjamins 02. I think Walking Tall might have been 04. And then he went back in the videos and TV. He, I don't, okay. He's never made a movie since. Damn. Killing it though. Yeah. And it might be one of those TV sets are different than film sets. And sometimes Absolutely. it just doesn't work. I don't want to do that. I, I want to stick in my lane. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to shout out to shout him out just for his grind. 
Um, the film was written by Ronald Lang and Ice Cube, budget of an estimated $15 million, and it made $26.3 worldwide, $10 million opening weekend. The film is currently streaming on Max and Stars. Um, no awards that were found for the film. That's about right. Um, as far as the cast goes, we have Ice Cube as Tyson Bookham. Mike Epps as Reggie Wright. Tommy Flanagan as Williamson. Shout out to Sons of Anarchy. Shout out to Power and Force if anybody's watching. Tommy Flanagan is an incredible actor. Yep. Eva Mendez is Gina. Valerie Ray Miller is Pam. Carmen Chaplin is Ursula. Right, I'm going to mess up my man's middle name or his surname, whatever it is. Roger Smith, who's been in a ton of Spike Lee films. Do you oh. know how to pronounce it? Anybody? He played Huey P. Newton, too. Yeah, Huey P. Newton um, Project was Spike Lee directed. I don't want to put y'all on the spot. I just didn't know if one of y'all knew. No, because I No, actually, I'm going to fuck it up. Shit. Yeah, we talked We talked about him. I, I'm sure we said it right when we did Eve's Bayou, because I know he, he was in that film. We talked about that. So he played Julian. Anthony Giamo was Martinez. Another character that I have to shout out, the city of Miami. They did a great job of using this city. It felt like a Miami movie. Yeah. And we also have appearances from Dominic Kiniezi Jr. Um, I'll shout him out because Dominic Kiniezi is actually Uncle Jr. on Sopranos. So his son plays in this film. He's like the main guy for Williamson. Mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall, Oscar Isaac was in this film. And I just want to let y'all know right now on the DVD commentary, Kevin Brace said when he saw when Oscar Isaac scenes came up, he said this guy is in 2002. He said this guy is going to be the Cuban Al Pacino. Like he's that good. We had scenes with him that we cut out. Say what y'all want. That was his words about the whole thing. But he said that about Oscar Isaac. He saw the talent, and now Oscar Isaac is one of the best actors that we have mm-hmm. in the industry. That's crazy. So it was just crazy. How you know? When you know, you know. And we had shot Chad Moss also as Little Bow Wow. <laughs> or excuse me, he played Kelly. His name is <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. Shout out to Bob. <laughs> no shit. All right, classic or not, y'all? Ray P. No. What? You know, <laughs> let me ask y'all a question. So I was I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this today. Let me ask y'all a question and see what y'all think. Mm-hmm. I broke classic or not into like a three little separate category thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Whole Garden, which means hell yeah, give them the whole garden. Absolute classic. Cult classic. Or stop asking me dumb shit. This is stop asking me dumb shit. No, stop asking me dumb shit means hell nah, it's not a classic. Oh, I thought the whole garden means it's absolutely nah. You ain't paying attention. Okay. (laughs) Ray P. Yes. If you use those three, what would you say? Honestly, for me. It's a stop yeah. asking me dumb shit. Mm. Um, it, it might be somewhere in the middle of cult classic because I know that niggas love this movie. But for you but personally. For me, for me yeah. myself personally, it's a stop asking me dumb shit. School, what you got? It's a classic, man. See, niggas love this shit. It's a classic. <laughs> Listen, this is one of the few movies that we've done. That's on two major platforms. That's insane. It's on Max and Stars. Come on. Mm-hmm. Niggas love this movie. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. can I counter that? With Max got a little bit of every single fucking thing right now. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> but it's on Stars too. Shit. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, school. <laughs> um, as, listen, as a whole, if I'm looking at this objectively, it's a cult classic. It's not a 
whole garden classic to me personally it's a classic like no questions asked um but i don't think people it's not even the first ice cube mike Epps movie that people bring up so yeah i get it it's a lot of people that's going to say it's a classic but it's really a cult classic mm-hmm. um, and those Which, are some of the, this is the culture garden so yeah here we are look, look at you man. you're a professional you are a professional <laughs> my third eye is open <laughs> We'll see if that we'll see if that sticks on or not. Maybe it'll be going by next week. The whole little three second thing. I also have a new question for y'all. Okay. Is it better than the last movie? Just want to fuck around and see if it's better than the last movie we did. Ray P, you weren't on the last one. CB4. It's all about the Benjamins. Better than CB4 school. Fuck yes. Ray P. I could agree that that's a for sure. Absolutely yes. Better than the next movie. Okay then. Yes. As far as the origin of this film. There's not too much. I do want to say something. The school's going to appreciate this. You might have seen it already, uh, but it says might be loosely based off of Midnight Run. Yeah, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Rachel, have you ever seen Midnight Run? I feel like we talked about this before. No. Okay. Um, Robert De Niro's in it. It's a comedy. It's about a bounty hunter who Robert De Niro plays, taking this guy. It's, it's, it's not the same movie, but I can see the comparisons. I can see the similarity. Um, we'll definitely do that movie one day, whether it's on SGP, whether it's on here. It's a really good movie um, and really funny. So I just want to shout that out. And I just wanted to, this made me think about Bounty Hunters as a whole. I never stopped until, I, other than Dog Bounty Hunter, I never stopped and thought about the Bounty Hunter. So I looked some shit up and you have, you don't, you don't need to have any experience. No, you, have to be you just can do it. Yeah, you can just do it. Like as long as you're 18 years old, you can just do it. Now they yeah. say, they highly recommend you get some kind of mentor to teach you the ropes and you get trained and all this other shit. But Absolutely. I can walk in the, I can walk tomorrow and register to be a bounty hunter. And mm-hmm. as long as I can get a bonds company to work with me, I can be out here busting out your doors and shit on some book of shit. That shit's yeah. wild. That's crazy, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can't obviously they have to self-insure because they're right. not protected. You know, they don't have any kind of um Yeah, which that kind of makes sense. Um it makes sense because you see how, you know, everyone that hires him, I'm guessing they pay the insurance. That's why they be on his ass. Like, why every time you go make an arrest, it's a, something blows up or you you mm-hmm. shooting and shit like that. Like, because I got to pay this fucking insurance for your ass. Like, they're, they're not covered under sovereign immunity. No. Hell. Um, which, which, what's up, Ray? Oh, I was going to say, it probably fines. Yeah, and they can they can get sued. Like if I'm if they come in my crib busting up some shit, I can sue them for the damages. Yep, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's why it's a more of a high risk, and people don't do it. But damn, that's it's just wild to me that you can you don't have to have any kind of yeah. background, any kind of history. I'm about to just go do this shit. Shit crazy. First experiences. I gotta ask you, Ray. I know you're not the biggest fan of this, but do you remember the first time you saw it? <laughs> I did saw it in the theaters. Did you? Yeah. What's this? Okay, That's freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the movies on Secor <laughs> and saw this. Um, shout out to the movies on Secor. It was open when I got up there freshman year, and I think it closed that same freshman year. Okay, probably. The white, the white building by the highway? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 Remind <laughs> me of a theater here in Cincinnati, or old theater. It ain't around no more. School. Look at y'all. Your first uh <laughs> nah um my first experience i really can't lie don't remember um this to me is a 85 85 classic slash with my first apartment 
classic. Like when I got my first apartment, you know, it was DVD City in my house. So I watch this shit so much, it's ridiculous. So first experience, I don't remember. I've seen it. I'm the same way. I've seen this movie way too much to remember. If I saw it in theaters, DVD, yeah. I know I saw I saw it right around the time it came, went, came out, and that's all I knew. This is one of those movies that I quoted a ton in high school. Mm-hmm. A ton. And it's still quotable to me to this day. Yep. To this day. A lot of goofy shit. Um, mm-hmm. A few things that I love about it, just in general, R-rated comedies. I don't think you can ever go wrong, especially since they don't really make them anymore. Nope. Um, they started to come out with a few more. I think Hangover was the last one for years. And then since 2017, 2018, a few more have been coming out. I forget when Horrible Bosses came out. Where the Millers. What was Tag um, on that one? Tag came out. Um, they, they just had the one with the kids. They had the one with the dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, re- you remember, too, there was this run from like 08 to 2010 2011 where they were unrated like they would release a movie and it'd be pg-13 but then they would have an unrated version on the dvd and it would be a little bit more wild but it ain't shit that american posh shit yeah 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 i think this might have been the funniest cube has been in a movie what do y'all think no i don't i'm not going that far i'm I'm not not, going that far no because i told you what i want to do on the on the pods one day but fist fight to me is is Mm, i fucking love this fight (laughs) (laughs) fucking peak yeah pq that's funny that's funny that's fair okay okay i'll get it Mm -hmm. hmm. and this is gonna be an unpopular opinion this definitely is not his funniest to me. Yeah. He might be funnier in fucking Ride Along than this um, to me. I'm not saying Ride Along is the better movie. I'm saying no, 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 I get you. funnier. Right. <laughs> no, I get you. But I, I, I understand because like you said, this is a this is a a, a version of Midnight Run, which Midnight Run started these type of movies mm-hmm. um, and it was it's always a bounty hunter or a private investigator someone who was either once a cop or who wants to be a cop you know what I mean like but they're just too violent they're too yes. something so he couldn't really he needed Mike Epps in this movie you needed Mike Epps yeah. to be funny um, but school of school hey I'm just saying <laughs> um, one of the best things though is like and I know we'll get into it but when he finally sees those di- those diamonds, is when Cube gets hilarious in this movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I, and, I, and that was a great point. School, I think I'm. I mean it. In he was nigga funny, like natural yeah. everyday conversation yeah. funny. Absolutely, that's the funniest version of him. And some of the conversation, yes, you did, nigga. I know you. That, that's <laughs> that's some shit you would just see just walking down the street of two niggas into it about something. Yeah. Yep. So he didn't. I think he nailed it. And it was a. I feel like this was maybe that era of Cube when he was officially an actor. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is even with Players Club, we still got uh, We Be Clubbing. Yeah. Even with Next Friday, we got You Can Do It, Put Your Back Into It. He was still making songs, at least for the soundtrack. Right. Um, and still doing the NWA, you know, rebrand thing that they did right around that time. Yeah. But he started just doing movies. And this was when the gener- some generation just saw Ice, oh, Ice Cube used to rap? 
not yeah. knowing at one point in the early 90s, late 80s, he was one of the biggest rappers walking. Yeah, you know, arguably the best rapper alive. I was about to say, and and the best shit, <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's just it, it, that's just an interesting time. I think this was the beginning of that run. But you're right, and, you're right about that. And Cube could write. Cube definitely. Cube showed he can write a movie. Once they him and DJ Pooh did Friday, like yeah. his bag was open. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That goes, but there's a moment in the film when obviously everybody knows it when Reggie's like, I'm looking for them and they're looking for me and got them. That Cube wrote that word for word in the script. Obviously, Mike Epps delivered it, but that was part of his contributions. Moments like that just to make it seem realistic in this time. Oh, wow. So, um, so then they talk about Cube's. When I say they, I mean Kevin Bray, and there was a producer in the DVD commentary. They talk about Cube's writing style. He leaves a lot of room for improv. Mm. More so situations. And they just talked about him on set, which I thought was cool, mm-hmm. how open he is to ideas. Like, if something doesn't make it, an actor comes and says, this doesn't make sense, he'll always say, if you can think of something better, we'll do it. Yeah. Right? But if you can't, then we're doing this. Then and I can, that's fair. I can appreciate that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I was just going to ask, do either of you know how much of this is an ad-lib situation or improv, you know, for the movie? So you leading with that. There's room in the script literally for it. So mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of them, a lot of the movies have lips. Well, I, I like that. I man, that's that's dope what you just mentioned about him writing that that specific line that mm-hmm. me they like that I thought that was ad lib. This whole time I've every time I've seen that, I'm like, yo, Mike Epps is hilarious. Like, I know he didn't write that down, but fuck. <laughs> Sheesh. You just made me you just made me think of the flip of it. It's actually Almost doubly impressive that a line that you think is ad-lib was actually written. Yeah. Because you wouldn't even take the time to be that descriptive or detailed. So I wonder where he got that from. I'm sure it's inspired from somewhere. Yeah. Man. All right. We got we before I get into the Ice Cube Mike S movie rankings and we get into the scenes and all that. I gotta do one of my favorite things. Done it on a couple episodes. All right. <laughs> this is this is this is Rich's movie universe, all right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think I introduced it when Rachel and myself were talking about one of the Tyler Perry movies. Just had a little fun introducing and combining some worlds. And I think I also mentioned it when we were doing Boomerang, mm-hmm. about the whole thin line between love and hate and Boomerang connection that you could possibly build something off of. Yeah. So Mike Epps and Ice Cube have been in five, technically five films together. Four mm-hmm. main ones and the other one really wasn't, it wasn't their movie, it was a collaborative. Mm-hmm. But there was somebody in this movie who was in that movie. Shia Maso, a.k.a. Lil Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. That movie's lottery ticket. Lottery ticket? Okay. Mm-hmm. That movie's lottery ticket. So, of course, after Reggie gets paid, mm-hmm. right? He gets out of jail, he gets paid. And he goes back home to his family. But Reggie, you know, he you see what type of nigga Reggie is. He don't really let people know he won the lotto. You know, so he goes to his country-ass family, because he got a famous-ass cousin named Roscoe Jenkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Mike Epps was in the movie, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, and his character name was what? Hey, Reggie. Reggie. Yep. Same as this movie, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So he yes. asking for money, trying to get the money from Roscoe. Nobody even know he got 20, 40, 60 million. Mm-hmm. Him and Gina them broke up. He got the white girl of Roscoe Jenkins now. You know, And after he gets tired of that, he blows his money, of course. Moves into this town, 
ends up running into Bookham because they old friends. At first, he bunkered with Bookham, and then Bookham kicks him out because, like, look, we, we grown, we got to do your own thing. And then little Kelly that they used to watch and he used to have Gina babysit for comes around the way. He ends up hitting the lotto. And of course, Bookham, oh, excuse me, Reggie, like, damn, how two of us in the same world hit lottos for millions? It's just a whole crazy thing. And there's a connection there. I'm just telling you right now. I think there's a world that you can build between that. Hey, I wouldn't listen. watch that shit, but hey, it sounds good. <laughs> hey, listen, y'all. Listen, listen, y'all. I'll be smoking, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, if something there, I'm gonna continue to do this. Anytime I see an opportunity to build Rich's movie universe, you better I believe I'm gonna take advantage. Hey, I do it, but I love it. I love that for you. The way your hey, mind works. The Reggie, the, the Reggie, the Reggie in both the movies, man. Come on, somebody out there is pointing at they like this nigga on or something. This nigga spit. <laughs> This nigga spinning. Matt Damon pointing meme. <laughs> <laughs> or Leo DiCaprio. Whichever yeah, Leo DiCaprio, man. All right. I asked y'all um, pre-production. I asked y'all, let's rank the Ice Cube Mike collaborations. Mm -hmm. Obviously, lottery ticket will take out of it. But the other four, who wants to go first? Just rank them for four to one. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Go ahead, Scoob. Um, four janky promoters, three Friday after next, mm. two all about the Benjamins, one next Friday. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I, they're not super different. They're not super different. Okay, so one next Friday, two Friday after next, <laughs> three all about the Benjamins, and four janky promoters only because I think I've actually ever seen Janky Promoters start to finish. So it has to be last. It's funny because it's not a finish. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll talk about it when we get to the episode, but they never even finished that movie, but they put it out anyway. It's some crazy yep. shit. Um, okay. Four Janky Promoters for me. And I love that movie, but it's four. Yes, I love it too. You know. And my Am I crazy for putting next Friday at three? You, I, wow. Wow. You think Friday after next is better than next Friday? Tripping. You did say you'd be smoking, but I just want hey, to you hear me? I, no, well, listen, when we did when we did the next Friday episode, I said it depends on which one I watched last. I enjoy both of those movies very much. I like them both. It's it's very close, but I, I think next Friday has it just fine. I also I also said I also said in the next Friday episode, next Friday is one of those movies you forget how good it is mm -hmm. because for some reason it gets the middle child's uh, treatment. Yes, it and does. you, you I, th I think people go a longer gap without watching next Friday compared to Friday and Friday after next. Yeah. And when you sit down and watch next Friday, you were sitting there like, yo. How did I forget how good this movie is? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm cool with going Friday after next at three, but all about the Benjamin is number two for me. Yeah, okay. it's number two for me. Mm -hmm. And then I'll put next Friday number one. I'm cool with that. Next Friday is good as shit. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good shit. And just you know that introduction to Mike Epps, man, who he who he was replacing, like that character was so monumental. He came in did his thing, man. Maybe Pinky alone, I have to put him. Put that movie up top. <laughs> yeah. That's you. 
Uncle Elroy, yeah, for sure. All right, but let's get into some best scenes, best moments. Ray P, do you have it? Do you have it? Yeah, Ray P is just gonna join the conversation. Yeah, Ray P is gonna join the conversation. So you want me to start? You want to go? You can go. You can go. Okay. Uh, so I got the opening scene. I, I have a lot of scenes, y'all. Not a lot, but more than mm -hmm. what you would think for all about the Benjamins. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of opening scenes as far as character introductions. Yeah. Um, and this for my favorite scenes. And y'all know how I've said it. I, I mean, so y'all know how I get down. I've said it a million times. I love when we know exactly what type of person we're dealing with for the entirety of this film. And we have Bookham. We know that he's a professional. My yeah. man is out there 613 in the morning in the Everglades. So he takes this seriously. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you see the type of bullshit that he has to deal with, like the conditions that he's in. He probably been out there for a minute. He's in this country ass Confederate flag, racist ass cartoon on TV. Florida. It shows exactly Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Say less. Mm -hmm. um, shows that his job is bullshit. You see the high risk, low reward, low pay, high stress. Um, he clotheslined women's girlfriends or those girlfriend. He ducking hey. bullets from uh, Ernestine next door. Yeah. All types of shit. In that moment right there, just let me know, like, yo, this is an angry nigga right here. Because mm -hmm. he's not doing it for the thrill. He's not on some Mike Lowry. I love the rush. Yeah. I need this to get by. And this is yeah. probably the only thing I'm good at because before this, I was at the dog track. Yeah. I didn't we write that down work. as a favorite. I'm sorry. Go ahead. My fault. My fault. Nah, I'm 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 just agreeing with you. The only thing that I have to say about that is I don't know, man. This nigga spent six hundred dollars on fish. Definitely irresponsible. Irresponsible, yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. I appreciate passions. I appreciate them. But, you know, sometimes when, when, when things ain't all the way right, you got to put the passions to the side and, and double up. That's Which is odd, though, because he had a nice spot. Did Bookham have money somewhere? Did, was he left something? He probably well, was taking money. That's a fair point. That's yeah. a fair point. Ray P, you were about to say something. My apologies. I was just going to say, I didn't write that down, but I did uh, as a favorite scene, but I did just sort of make a note like, Opening up a movie in crazy racist ass Florida, Confederate flags everywhere, this racist cartoon, which I mean, it's Bugs Bunny, like it's or Bugs Bunny ish, something we've seen, but it was just so yeah. on brand considering this movie is 20 years old and like just thinking about Florida now, like them relatable content is <laughs> mm -hmm. very real. Guns, mm -hmm. come on! Yeah, <laughs> everybody had a gun. Ernestine next door, the girlfriend. Everybody had a gun. Everybody, had a gun. everybody had a fucking gun. You right about that, boy. America. <laughs> School, you got a scene? Um, yeah, absolutely. The uh, the grocery store scene, the opening scene where we meet Reggie Wright. God damn it! Like, sheesh. It's yeah. talk about you know not to go ahead into the quotes, but. I mean, most of the most of the quotes are in this scene, you know, the, him fucking with the uh, with, uh, excuse me, the the salesman. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Mr. Something. Mr. Shelton. Mr. Shelton. But that lets you know he goes there every day. Mm -hmm. He out here hustling with them two old ladies. You know, he playing his number. He can't forget to play his number. We've all been there. Your mama call you randomly. Yo, play 616. Put a dollar on it. Shit like that. Um, and, and then the famous 1547, all that shit, man. It's a it's a great scene. It's a, it's it's great. I'm going I'm going to Dwight. 
the white hoop, the white around your lips. Nigga said seven fifty, seven fifty. Like just classic shit, man. Reggie. I, I think to your point, man, this is the perfect Mike Epps. This is Mike Epps at his best when you just let him improv. Give him a scenario, let him do his thing with his physical comedy. I'm gonna get a line about to fuck one of y'all up. That's right, gang member. That shit, that shit's hilarious to me. Like just telling somebody you a gang member, these mm-hmm. old women. Um, you talked about the quotes, the classic one, 15 to 30, 30. 37, 38, <laughs> a 45, 47. Yep, classic. <laughs> 45, 47. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Mr. Sheldon, I'm going hey, to kick your ass one day, man. I, I, almost saw, I saw you coming out the nurse home today. I'm going <laughs> to. Every time I see that, that reminds me of that Birdman shit. When he told Charlemagne, I, I, I saw you coming out the thing hey. the other day. I almost pulled up on it, but I thought that'd be too gangster. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. That shit wild. But, um, yeah. That scene That's the only we... scene I have written down. <laughs> What's that? That's the only scene you have written That's down? That's the only scene I have written down this whole opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, and, and, and even leading into the Bookham Chase him getting away, doing the seawalk on top of the roof, yes. all that dancing and shit. Book him throwing rocks. You know how mad? I don't know why I never really paid attention to that, but that nigga was so mad he missed him. He knew he couldn't get him, but he said, I'm going to throw a rock and hit your ass. That nigga was pissed. That shit's, that shit's hey, unintentionally hey. funny. So That's ridiculous. Funny. You, you know that nigga's mad. You hear me? I, I got two fun facts about this scene before we, uh, we move on to the next one. One, the two older women did not get along. Mm. Not get along on set. We're arguing. They were fighting over lines. They they had there were some issues on set between them. It was very catty, very catty. The other thing, the gentleman who played Mr. Show, and I guess he's a theater actor. He he had it with Mike Epps. Yeah, he had it with Mike Epps. He's a professional, and they let Mike Epps do multiple takes improving, and you never know where he's going to take it. You never know what he's going to say, and it got to the point where this guy was literally. He took the acting out of it, and he was taking it very personally, some of the things that Mike Epps was saying. And there's a deleted scene. There's a deleted scene in this movie. It might be on YouTube. Um, if you like me, you got the DVD. But there's a deleted scene where he says some things Mr. Shelton does. Somebody, he gets his get back a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a line where he said, like, I, I've been your age. You ain't been my age. You might not get there messing with me or something. But there was stuff <laughs> cut out of <laughs> Yeah. There was stuff cut out of the movie. And they said at the end of the set, at the end of his day, like he went off on Mike Epps, like on some <laughs> old black man. Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't play with old black men. Mm-hmm. If they ain't playing with you, you don't play with no old black men. And this man is a professional. He's from a theater. He's got a real thespian. acting background. He's a thespian. Mm-hmm. He's not here for this shit. He needs a check, but he's not here for the bullshit. Yeah, like, you yeah. ain't not to get not. Not the disrespect, you hear me? Shit. Yeah, he was exactly. taking that shit personally. It wasn't like, "Hey, bro, you 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 going too far?" <laughs> I, I ain't trying to hear that. I'm in character shit. Tone that shit down. Don't talk to my character like that. That's <laughs> it. You can't play with old black men unless they playing. If he was a comedian, it would be different. different. Yeah, absolutely. That was maybe like a Red Fox or somebody else who happened to be back there. But this old real ass actor. I yeah. think even somebody like James Earl Jones, who who dibbles and dabbles in both worlds, like he mm-hmm. might, you might play it cool with him, but he yeah. might get so ass too. Like after a mm-hmm. while, like all right, young niggas, 
this shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny knowing that information. I didn't know that before I started doing the research. He was mad uh, for real. Yeah, and that came directly. That came directly from the director. Like it wasn't no internet rumor. Like he said, yeah. like we, it was some shit. But knowing that now, rewatching those scenes, he's it's, he's very irritated with them. Mm-hmm. Now he is a theater actor, which means he's very tra- he could just be doing a good job. But I think in real life, he was done. No, you're a real thotty. <laughs> yeah, like, stop fucking with me, bro. All right. As far as the next scene that I have, the diamond robbery. We talked about Oscar Isaac being in this film. This was yeah. him. Frank, also Fran fucking Chesco. Fran fucking Chesco. And but Frank. Yeah, he's, he had it up to there with that shit. I'm not, I don't, I know it happens, and I know this is very 2002, but I never understood people that take those abusive ass jobs when you're talking to me all types of crazy. Like, um, I'm fucking kidding me. Listen, <clears throat> it's probably a, an internship. You got to figure that's probably, that's probably a stepping stone to you know, a, 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 a job to photograph Tyra Banks or some shit. Like, there's got to be something um, something that leads to something else, like something major, you know, because... Yeah, I'd have got, na- got a name real quick for myself, because y'all have heard about it. You hear what happened to old boy at the set? Slap the shit out of... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need that money. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, you know what? I can't. Desperate times desperate measures. That's a fact. (laughs) I'm glad you said that, Rachel. I'm glad you said that because if I gotta hear, if I gotta take a little ear lashing to get this check, fuck it. Yeah, fuck, dude. Like I, I know I'll whoop him any, whatever. But that was just wild the way he was talking to him. He was all types of crazy. That is crazy. He's not even the most wild person in this movie as far as how he talks to people. Yeah, it makes it even more funny. It's different if you just the disrespect is blatant because you're going out of your way to try to call me by my name when you could just be like, "Hey, dude," I'd rather you just be like, "Hey, my guy," or "Hey, dude," or something. But you trying Francesco. to call me my name, <laughs> you keep Francesco. fucking it up. <laughs> Francesco, come on, man, my name is Frank, bro. He called me Francesco. I'd have told you probably 13, 50, 11 times mm-hmm. that my name is Frank, nigga. Stop playing with me. Six four five. My name is Frank. Also, another just a cool thing about that scene, um, and this came from this was somebody's I forget whose idea it was, but the scene was supposed to happen in a jewelry store. They're supposed to be shooting this commercial in an actual jewelry store. Mm. Um, but somebody said, you know what? Like, let's see if we can use Miami. And they decided this kind of locations found this roof and just wanted to use the city and the skyline as kind of that character, as I said earlier in the film. So just the fact that you can be on a set and look at it and be like, you know what? Let's see if we can just use more of where we are. Let's take advantage of shooting in Miami. Um, and I thought that was a cool change. It, it pops out a lot more. And it's one of those scenes you know when you wait for. It's not like a favorite scene, but it's a well-shot scene and obviously sets up what we're in for um, at the rest of this movie. Because obviously nobody wants to see a – I don't want to see Ice Cube – excuse me. I don't want to see Bookham just chase Reggie all movie. Right. got to be some kind of fight. And it was pretty unique. We I don't think at that time I've seen – Something the way they set it up, I guess, is yeah. pretty unique. If you if you can say anything about the film, the storyline is pretty original, even yes. though they took from the Bounty Hunters thing. Even mm-hmm. to this day, there's still no one has used this, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, school, what's your next scene? 
Um, I might be skipping a little ahead of, of some scenes because I, I felt I'm probably got as just as many scenes as you, but I feel like we'll be we just doing the whole movie at at, at some point. Um, but I, I'm going to the scene where Q goes into the um, to meet Tommy Flanagan, or excuse me, uh, Williamson. Williamson, yes. So if that's skipping too far ahead, you can. No, I didn't have that scene. I will say this before we get there. I mean, the Williamson intro, since we have him, just yeah. the way he was fooling, he was wild, came in slapping his girl up. Uh, I hate being a, and, I hate being a, and I'm sucking what? I was going to say, and that's old boy's sister. Like, come on. We'll, we'll talk about it and things about him. Um, or wouldn't let that happen to me, excuse me. Wouldn't let that happen to me moments. Um, but yeah, the fact that he don't like being embarrassed, he slapped her, then yells at her, is that fucking embarrassing? But I ain't gonna lie, if I was one of them dudes in the room, when he took Julia and said, now tell me how this guy escaped, because it's so unfucking believable, I gotta hear it again. Yeah. And he tells the story, and says, show me how he blinded it. <laughs> show me how he blinded you. This nigga had his head. <laughs> <laughs> How did he have his hand? Hey, he made this nigga, nigga stand there like this and then pulled out the strap like beans of state property hey. and shot him like that nigga was E. What hand which, you roll Which up? hand you roll up with, huh? Shot that nigga hand in front of everybody and then told him to go take care of Reggie right before I take care of you. Like, damn! Oh, there's got to be a competitor that I can take my talents to, man. Shit. Planning was a dirty motherfucker. But once again, those introduction scenes... You know I do not like this guy. Yep. And it might have been a little off. Like my nigga came in backhanding this girl. Come on, man. Tony down just a tag. Hey. We, <laughs> that shit crazy. He um, went in, bro. No hesitation. I'm yeah, surprised I, he didn't call her a nigga. Listen, he probably did. We just ain't see it. <laughs> Tommy Flanagan is a real, like, real good, like, person. Like, everybody has great things to say about him. So they said... How opposite it was of his actual personality to be playing this type of character. Yeah, he's kind of stereo. He's a stereotypical gangster at this moment, at this point in his career. Yeah, for sure. He plays that. Chips is a savage different, but yeah. yeah, he always playing racist. It's cool. He wasn't really that racist. Well, all right, never. Mind. I'm not living. The last thing I'm gonna do. <laughs> I was about to say sons, but I stopped. And plus, <laughs> the last the, the last thing you're ever gonna catch me doing is uh, defending a white man from racism. So, <laughs> what's your next scene? I'm, I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> um, yeah, the scene where Hugh g g goes into the uh, yacht shop, man, and he's just fooling, just trying to uh, uh, what what am I looking for? Trying to get a a view. He's trying to ID him. Yeah, yeah ID uh, Williamson. He come in on some just some nigga shit, bro. Nigga told that man he got six thousand dollars. Nigga said, <laughs> nigga said you got six million. million. And you still couldn't afford this boat. Like, bro, that shit had me crying. That nigga said, that nigga said, hey, dog, get the manager. <laughs> he said, oh, the manager, I'm the owner, nigga. Hey, that's a, that's a, that's a flex, huh? That's some, that's some boss shit. Yeah. That's some boss shit. Straight up. Straight up. I didn't have that scene down, even though it is an enjoyable scene. Yeah. I have the Julian coming to kill Reggie set up. Okay. First. First, shout out to Bookham just for being smart enough to know. Mm -hmm. I know you said they got your wallet for real. If that's the case, they instead of looking for them, yeah, shout out to 50 Cent, man. Mm -hmm. Spray your mama crib and let your ass look for me. Get tired right. of looking funny. Mm -hmm. So that was just a brilliant idea if you really want to get them caught up. And the fact that it worked, you have Reggie in the bathroom talking shit. 
Man. Come on, man. Let me get some of that. Let me get some of that. Shout out to Q pushing them out. That's just that natural. When I was talking about how Q funniest in this movie, I I picture that if that was a real scenario, that's exactly how it go down. Like nigga, get the fuck out. I'm the professional. Mm. I'm trying to get some information. He still wants to come on. Clowning his hairline, obviously, that's a classic moment from the scene. I might get Reggie, excuse me, in the scene. All the jokes. That's why I went bald and shit. Cut my shit off because I wasn't about to have them jokes said to me. Fuck all that. So that man, you're gonna be, you're gonna be scared when I snatch that leather wig off your head and those sweaty sideburns. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. They had my man looking crazy on the block in this movie. Hey, he looking real crazy. You hear me? Looking crazy on the block. Like, come on, that's a legend. And 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 the shittiest part is you you have a comedian in here that's probably doing some improv and he's going to eat you alive. So yeah, gotta you just gotta put up with that shit. Nigga mm-hmm. said you don't watch what he say, you don't have dreams, you have movies. Nigga. Yeah. Everybody yeah. said those was caps in, in, yep. in high school. As soon as the movie came out, everybody was saying that shit. And another funny moment from Cube, like I said, naturally funny. Walking up on him all slow. You the motherfucker that shot at me early, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was you. Yeah, it was, it was you. you. Yeah, yeah. It was and you. and like, just trying to play it cool. And the whole when he was fucking with his arm, the whole what 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 is that? What? Huh? What? Huh? what? <laughs> Doing all that shit. All that shit was hilarious. I said, Cube was old one. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but he was just in some kind of naturally funny bag. And I, even Julian getting his get back. That shit's part. That might be the funniest part of this scene for me. When he's just looking at Reggie like, fuck you, little Richard looking motherfucker. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's right. You look like little Richard, you bitch. <laughs> Come man, on, man. You love this movie? Hey. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's making me love it. <laughs> I think this is. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the beginning of Ice Cube going that angry route, though, right? Like, is this his first? I feel like this is his first film where he plays in a comedy where he's angry. Uh, I could I don't, be wrong. I, I I get what you're saying. The only thing I would say, or I guess the only thing someone would counter that with, is. We Ice Cube has been no, his niggas. Yeah, he's been angry since he came out in NWA. Like he's been categorized as angry, like an angry, like the new Ice Cube. Motherfuckers hate to like you. Like it's just his persona. So it's kind of easy to look at him as angry anyway. At least for me. I hear you. I got you. But I, I just feel I'm I'm trying. I know what you're saying. I just don't know how to say it. Yeah, and I think I don't know what I'm trying to say either. Like, but I I feel like he this is the first time he really embodied it, where he accepted it. Like, like because Craig is serious and and, and is angry. Craig a bitch too. Don't forget that. But go ahead, go off. What about Dope? Hey, hold on, time out, time out. Craig a bitch. He with Debo and he cold. What the fuck is you talking about, nigga? That nigga was just as scared as everybody else of Debo. Nigga, cut it out. <laughs> nah, I just I just wanted to quote. Uh, I just wanted to quote Day Day. But what you say about Doughboy, Rachel? I said, but Doughboy was angry. Yeah, Doughboy's definitely. Yeah, but I mean, like comedy wise, like he could, he could, he can make people laugh, and he doesn't have to tell a joke. Like his anger is funny. Like, like, like Twenty One Jump Street anger, that yeah, type of character. Twenty One Jump Street fist fight, like, like was he angry? Yeah, yeah. Even, even, even the um. He wasn't movie. that angry enough. I was about to say he wasn't that angry, but he was angry for Ice Cube. I think he just categorized as angry, but I know exactly what you're saying, school. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to it's hard to separate him because of his natural image. Face. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I get where you're going. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. All right. What's your next scene? He um, said, fuck you, little Richard-looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you look like little Richard, you bitch. Hey, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> 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 all right, hold on, man. The fight outside the boatyard. Yes, um, that's only for another another naturally funny moment. No one I handcuffed this nigga to the steering yeah, wheel, I and I'm walking shit. outside. This nigga walking past me, like, what the fuck? I love it, bro. What type of shit is this on? And him just getting mad, I'm getting fed up with Reggie. Like, I don't believe the wallet. I don't believe the lotto. You want to? You want a lotto today? And like, nigga, stop talking to me about this shit. You serious? Guess what? That that my favorite part of that scene is Reggie being fed up. Like Reggie is mm -hmm. fed up with with him not believing him. Like nigga, I'm telling you, I got a lotto ticket worth sixty fucking million dollars, nigga. Like fuck what you talking about, nigga. Like like Man, they, they, they looking for me, I'm looking for them. Fucking like yeah, <laughs> we can meet right here, the motherfucking concrete scrap like a motherfucker right now. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy. Sixty million bottles, the mama, sixty million dollars, a lotto tickets, and crazy. I'm Straight up. Even Gina coming out like, baby, you can't fight. Like, hey, let's go. Like, little fuck. You can't be punking me in front of my lady, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your next scene? My bad. I got I only got two more, y'all. I only got two more. Um, that might be it for me. All right. Yeah. I gotta might... I I gotta go with the black man compliment scene. Okay, okay. Uh, which is the scene when they find the diamonds, like mm -hmm. after they find the diamonds and shit. And that goes to your point, school. I just want to throw that in there when he actually the look on his face and them just trying to get hype. Once again, I said I feel like I'm saying this every single scene, but I just feel if these was two niggas on the street and this happened, this is exactly yeah. how it go. The fact, the way, the way Booker was in the car, like. I know what I said. I know I what knew. I said. I know I said. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get them in your hands. <laughs> hey, you know what that remind you of? You know what that well, what I'm going to say. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Uncle Leroy. I am about to say, yep. Yep. That oh. nigga said, I know what I said. I wouldn't leave the hood. Shit, hit that lot. Oh. I'm gone. Yeah, that Mike Epps, the Mike Epps improv talking about he want earrings like I've never seen. You know how much pussy I'm gonna get from a side shot in the club just like this? That nigga um, said that nigga grabbed them diamonds with no hesitation and said, "Well, let me go ahead and grab my two for pain and suffering." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, as straight up, would. as a nigga like Reggie Wood, like bro, we just came up. I'm getting my cut. Like, come on, mm -hmm. shout out, even, shout out to Bookum also for letting him keep that bankroll. Like, yeah. fuck it. I ain't even had that nice ass house. Everybody got to keep a little something, something. Right, yeah. You can't be, you know, I don't know Steve's. And there's nothing like niggas because Reggie, that whole time they was in that house, he claimed that house. Especially once he saw that lady was dead, he know he got that 60 million. He's like, yeah, I'm, I might buy this. You know, they gonna put it up for sale. Yeah, they gonna put it up for sale. Exactly. And Bookham trying to be of some morals, man. I steal from a dead like She don't give a fuck. She gone. You hear me? Yeah, but the black man compliment in that scene was when when Bookham looked at him. Reggie Wright, you are right. mad, and that nigga hit him with the, the every black man's favorite response. You know, I tried, man. You know, I, I be trying. <laughs> and then the last scene I have is just the dog track leading to the end of the movie. I think yeah. it's a it's a very good last thirty minutes of a film for sure. Um, mm -hmm. For the movie that we get, 
low key some really good action sequences. Yeah. Better than what you would expect from a movie like All About the Benjamins. I, I don't know if it's because of the Miami element, but some of the things on a very low level remind me very like of a bad voice. I swear Bruh. I said that. Yeah. I yeah. wrote that. I wrote that in my notes. Very bad boyish. Um and not to like go all the way back, but do you think that scene where they shot the the diamond dude, Mr. Beverly or whatever his name is, yes. bro, they black like Mr. Barker. Mr. Barker, do you think that was kind of graphic? For yes, for I mean, not for an already movie and probably not back then, but yeah, it's more than what you would expect. Yeah, that's like some, just, that's some Scorsese shit. Yeah, like y'all, y'all could have shot him and left some red dots. We would have known he was dead. Like they blew his shit away. Like, but they did the same thing to um. To Williamson's girl. I can't oh, think of her name right now. Got it right yeah. in between Ursula. Ursula. Yeah. yeah, they did the same thing to Ursula. So they were just on it. Mm-hmm. They, had very, they had a very knowledgeable and professional prop guy on this movie. Yeah. Like he he went to extremes and kind of overshared information as yeah. far as what props to use and why and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It it um also back to your bad boys point, it reminded me of bad boys when they went to Miss Beverly's house and you know he told Reggie to stay in the car and he was like, Yo, if she sees two black men, she's not going to answer the door at seven thirty in the morning. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like in Martin and Will. Here hey. to borrow a cup of brown sugar. Borrow some brown sugar. <laughs> uh yeah. It's not a hard hour and thirty minutes. It's it's really not. Um, no. it's, it's an easy watch because it, it is funny. It has great moments. Absolutely. Now that I'm I'm really thinking about it, there's quite a few parallels between this and Bad Boys too. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. I wonder if there's some. I love I the fact that you said copyright, but I love the fact that you just um, specified that because I said Bad Boys as a whole, but specifically Bad Boys too. It feels like yeah, too. yeah. and they came out the same year. So maybe, like I said, it might be because of the city and we're seeing the mm-hmm. same things in the same light. Right. But it, it they they feel very similar. And I, yeah. they both do a good job of making Miami a character. Yeah. Uh, even the even the uh, wardrobe. Like, I don't know what a nigga in, uh, from Miami wore, but I bet it was what Cube was wearing. Like <laughs> Tim Hardaway. Yeah, his, the, his whole swag. His yeah, his whole swag. Great at Cube. Brady Cube. Brady Cube, yeah. This might have been the this might have been the start of the Brady Cube run. Yeah, Brady's and mm-hmm. um Triple X. Yep. Triple X came out after this, yeah. All right, this might be the start of the Brady Cube run. But just to wrap up the scenes, like I said, the dog track to the end. Mike Evans problem once again. Boss, fuck off, boss that. Nigga came over and said, What if I took her to the hood? Let the homies rub on her booty. Then nigga said, I don't give a flying fuck. And he meant that, huh? Said that with a straight face with his girl right next to him. It wasn't like in Ocean's Eleven when when he said it and he, he didn't know if she was watching on the TV screen. Hey, he was she was right there with him. I right don't even there. give a flying fuck. Give a nigga, fuck what your homies do. That nigga said, right. "Hey, give me my. You got to give me my bag back. I keep my weed in that. Like, come on." I was just about to say that. Just that hilarious line. <laughs> the argument after the chase. Quit. Quit again. Quit again after that. All of that. <laughs> Hey. Leading, leading into, of course, we want to see Williamson dead. Yeah. Um, we get the ladies involved trying to help them out. You're going to go to jail for a couple weeks, ended up being six weeks. Mm. Everybody gets the happy ending. Yeah, Bookham got his Bentley. He got the diamond, you know, $10 million worth of diamond. I don't know about that other 10. I don't know. What to yeah. tell you. I don't know what happened to that. Yeah. I don't even know. 10, what? Huh? What? 
Reggie getting his lotto ticket, which mm-hmm. you can't. Don't you go right away to get that taken care of? You have 180 days or something like but, that. There's a time limit. There's but a- I thought if but, all right, but I thought it, I thought they keep playing the same like mega millions or whatever. I'm not a lottery nigga, but I thought they keep I playing it if nobody playing. claims it. Yeah. yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah I get what I'm saying. But yeah, some yeah, I would just let my woman claim it. I mean, it ain't that deep. It's some yeah, I'm about to say it's, it's, it's all about the measurements. It ain't even yeah. that deep. Just something I thought of. Um, best quotes. Does either one of you have anything? I think every you single one my... you guys have said. Yeah, I, I got more than I got more than I ain't said. <laughs> I, <love this. laughs> I know. Opening sequence, you're going to fucking jail when Bookham yelled that. That's always stood out to me. Hey, Pam was shaking, nothing but ass. <laughs> little more grip, a little less lip. Black people don't win that shit. You either got to be old or Puerto Rican. I just thought it was funny. Even though Eva Mendez is of Cuban descent, I thought it was funny that she's the one that won the actual lottery. Yeah. I think she was supposed to be of Puerto Rican descent in this film. I, I make that assumption. Um, this nigga go to jail more than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Iron Man used to be going to jail a lot, y'all. Yes, he Shout was. out to... Yeah, man. Shout out to him. No, all joking aside, shout out to him and his recovery because that's some yeah. serious shit. Because that nigga was going through it. So for him to be where he is now, like all joking aside, for him to be where he is now compared to where he was, amen. Like Rachel said, facts, facts. Um, you know what? I'm gonna be where I'm at because I say that all the time. <laughs> I got chased by a motherfucking Mexican and a big white bitch today. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess who's in this bitch fool? <laughs> Straight up. Hey, I don't know why it was funny to me, but when that nigga book and pointed the gun at Lil Bow Wow, nigga, get out of here before I shoot you, little bastard. Just because, because literally pointing a gun at a kid, even though even though it's fucked up, I think I can probably understand. Hey, that nigga, that nigga would have shot him too. Should be frustrating. Yeah, um, what you think I look like, Boo Boo the Fool? Because obviously, we all coach, you've heard that before. And the last one was in a uh, Reggie was yelling at. When Reggie was yelling at Bookham for locking him up, you ain't gonna do nothing. I'm gonna try to hit Gina. You gonna try to hit Gina? Because <laughs> if you outkeep your coverage, if you a nigga that outkeep your coverage and you gotta go away for a little time, the only thing you worried about, hey man, I hope this nigga don't try to hit my girl. Especially when they hold it down for me. Especially when the nigga told you only going you going to jail for two weeks and it turns into six, huh? Jeez. And you come out and they ain't there. Yeah, I'd be skeptical too. But mm-hmm. shout out to him for holding it down. Scene stealer. Anyone even have a scene stealer? I wrote down Tommy Flanagan. Mm. I didn't write down anybody. Okay. There was a part of me that wanted to give it to Eva Mendez just because, but Mm -hmm. she didn't do like enough to, and she didn't like steal any of the scenes, but she just really landed. A little bit of mm-hmm. shit that she was in, you know. Right. Isn't, it, isn't it crazy that I'm assuming we're probably unanimous as far as being even Mendez fans? Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy that we've gone an hour and we really haven't talked about her? And she was in this movie a decent amount. A decent amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that you just made me think about that, about that, Rachel. Like she didn't really have a ton to do. What she did yeah. was cool, but yeah. everything was a sidekick role. Yeah, yeah. he did. Everything was a sidekick role. She wasn't asked to do much. For real, very overqualified for the role. Yes. At the time. Mm. Yeah, she had a uh, training day under her belt. Nigga. Okay. 
Nigga, she had, she had a similar amount of scenes in this. She was, nomin- oh. she was nominated for something. Shit. Not a training day. I don't know. You yeah, might be right, I Rachel. looked her up I, today because I wanted to know when's the last time she was in something. She was nominated for some type of award for training, best support and something. But not a Golden Globe or no Oscar, but it was. Oh, some, some bullshit. Yes. Nigga, Chuck Down the Street. Yeah, the Chuck Down the Street Movie Awards. Hey, if we nominated for a Koji Garden Award, you want you want somebody to acknowledge that, wouldn't you? Shut that. Hey, we, nigga, we ain't we ain't Chuck down the street. <laughs> somebody this is, is. Shit. This is this is a very serious publication, nigga. We talk about glitter, fucking CB4. All right, that's right. We, we take shit serious, right? <laughs> I think my scene still is Tommy Flanagan as well. Things that bother you, either you have anything light movie, nothing for real. Um, you know what? Something does bother me. It bothers me that uh no one thought that we would ever get a black president. <laughs> you talk about that in head of state. Yeah, because man, five years, six years later, man, that shit wasn't no mm-hmm. joke no more. <laughs> yeah, nobody thought it, man. One very small nitpicking is not that serious. Um, but in real life, if Bookham would have took that golf club driver to the back of his head, he'd have been done for. He'd have been done for. <laughs> yeah, he'd have been done for. For sure. I was going to ask if there was a come see about me moment for getting your girl back, but I guess you kind of have to because it was a you started with us. We got your girl in exchange. I don't think that's really that's a necessity versus I got to come see about you. Right. Any actors from The Wire? Nope. No. Soundtrack. I didn't really say much about the soundtrack, but I wanted to highlight one thing. The, the score in this film reminded me of Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even some of the still shots and the freezes yep. that they did as far as shooting this definitely gave me my uh, Ocean's Eleven vibe. Yeah, wouldn't let that wouldn't let that happen to me. I'll just start this off. You're not backhanding my sister. You damn sure Oops. not backhanding my sister in front of me. I don't give a fuck who you are. Don't Back. give a fuck who you are. Don't care if I know I'm catching the bullet for for stepping. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Facts. I'm. Any, I agree. Any of y'all got anything? That's it. That's the only thing I had was, yo, I'm not going, bro. Y'all, y'all, if you 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 listen to uh, SGP, you met my little sister, um, and I'm I'm riding for mine. So yeah, straight up, not just little sister either. Any woman, you're not about to just do that. Yeah, straight up. Um, school, you got any trivia? Um, the only trivia I had was the midnight run thing. Um, Yeah, and you got that, so. Nope. I think I said mostly everything else as far as the trivia for this film. We get to the end of the episode. I had a lot of fun, y'all. Thank you all for joining me on my bullshit. <laughs> this is a classic, man. But we get to the end of the episode where we rate the film. The average viewer rates this film a 5.8 out of 10. School, too high, too low, just right. Um, That's too low. I'm going seven flat. Ray P? It's too low. I'm going to go six, too. I'm going seven, one. I'm going seven, one. Seven, one. Way too low. Way too low, man. So, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you. As we said at the beginning, please check us out on all of our various platforms. Repeat as we got y'all, which will be coming back here soon in November with rap shit. School's Goody Pleasure releases every other Tuesday. Yeah. Just released the Glitter episode. Check it yeah, out. Another episode in a couple weeks, absolutely. Um, and and Cuzzo, Anissa, 
his little sister. Yes, yes. Hey. So check the, check them out. Check them out. It's on this feed. Um, obviously, Culture Garden every single Thursday. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Please remember to like, subscribe, rate, share, all of that. Hit us up. We love talking about movies with y'all. We do this for y'all. Yeah. Ray, school. Y'all know how I feel about y'all. I love y'all to death. Love y'all to life. Everything else that you want to say. Y'all be cool. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Nah, I was just going to say real quick, shout out to Rich Gets It In, man. I love having those combos in the inbox. This nigga be trying to figure out what movie I'm going to do on SGP. <laughs> love it. <laughs> shout out to him. Shout out to him. What's yeah. up, I, I don't know how, it, before we close out, I don't know how it became a thing, but one of the things that people that I know, were, they always want to know what's next. Yep. Yep. Because they know I'm not going to tell them. I tell Donovan every now and then I'll tell D. It's like we're a day or two away from recording it, or if it's the week of, I'll tell him. But for the most part, I'm like, oh, we'll see. I, I can't lie. I uh I always tell little sis. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect anything less from that. But uh, with that being said, the rest of y'all gonna have to see next week what we do. Um, I think we're gonna have a special Halloween episode for y'all. Mm-hmm. Even though, and that's gonna be interesting because I'm not a horror nigga. Rachel's not even gonna be on it because she's not a horror nigga. <laughs> Um, don't play with demons. <laughs> yeah, play with demons. But instead of instead of Thursday next week, we're gonna actually drop an episode on Halloween. That's yeah. gonna be the episode for the week, and then we're gonna roll into November uh, with clean spirits. Amen. <laughs> with clean spirits and, and get into these holidays and, and, and some good conversation to roll out the year. So, with that being said, once again, thank y'all. Y'all be cool. Y'all be cool. Peace. Guard y'all gates. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all.